TheChairShot.com. TheChairShot.com. Always. Always. Use your head. You are now listening to ChairShot Radio. Always use your head. Good Monday morning, everybody, and welcome back to Chair Shot Radio. My name is PC Tunney. You can find me at PC Tunney right there on the Twitter if you care to converse. Welcome back to Chair Shot Radio, January 25th, Monday morning. What an amazing, amazing sports weekend. We're going to get into all of that. I'm going to give you a couple brief thoughts on the Royal Rumble, and then we're going to kick it over to Rob, and he's going to go over a few wrestling thoughts that he has. I got a Chair Shot announcement at the end of my time here today, which won't be too long. A couple, couple thoughts on the sporting weekend, like I said, and, and a couple things I'm hoping for at the Royal Rumble. So stick around right here with me as we get into Monday, January 25th. You're listening to ChairShot Radio. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Speaking of TheChairShot.com, head on over there. Sports, entertainment, and sports entertainment, something there for everybody. Podcasts, reviews, analysis, everything you could want. There's something for everybody. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head like Mr. Platt said. And head on over to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash TheChairShot. Get yourself a ChairShot t-shirt. I guarantee you'll look more aesthetically pleasing. <laughs> All right, folks, let's get on into it today. PC Tunney, your endless entertainment experience, the endless, the eternal, the eternal entity. Let's get it straight here. It's endless entertainment experience and the eternal entity all up in your earballs. So in case you guys were wondering, I know I'd say that fast sometimes. All right, I'm delaying because I'm in pain as a fan. My fan heart is broken. I am a Green Bay Packer fan. You all know that. Let's start with the NFL. It, it's the biggest news of the weekend. Tom Brady going back to another Super Bowl, right? His 10th Super Bowl. Can he win his seventh ring with these Tampa Bay Buccaneers that... Boy, oh boy, are they happy they got Tampa Tom to come down there and, and, and be their quarterback, brought Gronk with them, and the team played well. I mean, you can talk about Tom Brady throwing three interceptions in that game, but at the same time, two of them were like a punt, and the Packers couldn't capitalize. I think they had six points off three turnovers where the Buccaneers scored the two touchdowns off the two turnovers. Um, I, before I say anything about the game as a Packer fan and some of the rants that I have about it, Congratulations to the Buccaneers. Good luck in the Super Bowl. You got a tough test ahead of you, but you have a very good team. Tampa Bay's ability to shut down Green Bay's run and just be able to pressure Aaron Rodgers consistently and consecutively sometimes really, really was the was the big thing that Tampa could do defensively. To to you know, they held the Packers to 26 points. Now a couple things. Some of the calls the refs missed, I mean, and, and then to make the call at the end of the game, I understand that he grabbed his shirt, but, you know, he, L- Lazard had his, had his shoulder pad, jersey ripped right off his shoulder pad, and they don't call nothing. So, I mean, there was a few really bad calls. I understand they wanted to let them play. I get that. I'm fine with that. But at sometimes at certain points where it's, you know, it's going to be turnover on downs or they're going to punt to the other teams, when the, when the change of possession is going to happen because you don't make a call that's blatantly obvious, I don't understand why you can't review something like that, right? Who knows? Maybe that rule will change next year. Maybe there will be a couple rule changes next year. But as far as the game goes, I don't blame the referees. I don't say that's why the Packers lost. I'll give you a few things that I don't understand what the Packers were doing. Why do you go for two? That The first time you went for two, why do you go for two? Why are you chasing points already? There's so much time left, right? You wouldn't have been down eight. You would have been down seven. The defensive call at the end of the half to have one safety over the top with eight seconds left from midfield. What are we thinking, folks? What are we thinking? Tom can still throw the ball. Scotty Miller can run, man. And that's what happens. It's unbelievable and inexcusable. That is potentially the ball game right there. Look at the difference in the score, right? Now, at the same time, I understand the game goes differently if that doesn't happen. Maybe it's to get the field goal instead. I don't know, whatever, if there's a different look. And then to not go for it at the end of the game. I mean, even even if, 
even if you don't get it, they're still at their own eight. And it's a much better chance that you're going to get that ball back there where they're going to have to play a little conservative. They don't need to get the ball turned over there. They're just trying to get you back again. I, I don't understand. It felt like Mike McCarthy was the football coach of the Green Bay Packers with such poor game management. That's what I got. That's what I got here. I I mean, it came down to the Buccaneers' ability to capitalize off of turnovers. Because at the end of the day, that's the difference in the game, right? All right, folks. Let's move on over to the other side. As I as I regroup, I'm okay. I'm over it. I'll be fine, folks. Don't worry. It's only two years in a row we lost in the conference championship. It's okay. I say we as if I'm a part of the team. But you feel like that. You get this far, you invest in the team. Kansas City Chiefs as I move on. And I imagine the Bills Mafia fans feel the same way. It's been so long since they've been here. And they had a great season. And they definitely have something to build on. Much like the Packers couldn't run the ball, neither could the Bills. They need a running game that's not just Josh Allen. That's pretty much what they're missing. They have an excellent defense. They have a really good coaching staff. They have one of the best five quarterbacks in the league. Now the task is for Kansas City to head to Tampa Bay. Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, Andy Reid and that offense need to be on point. I think it's going to be a hell of a game down in Tampa. And the funny thing is, you finally have a home team for the Super Bowl. And it'll be the fewest fans ever to ascend a Super Bowl. Isn't that a little ironic, That how that matches up all together? Coincidence or not, it should be a very, very, very entertaining and maybe a passing of the torch, right? It is if... Think of think of Mahomes' legacy, his second Super Bowl. He, it's his consecutive Super Bowl. He wins two in a row, and he beats the man who's been to more Super Bowls than 99% of the franchises. <laughs> you know what I mean. The greatest of all time, Tom Brady. Whether he is the absolute best quarterback ever, that's a different conversation for me. But the greatest, no doubt. 14, he played in 14 conference championships. He's won 10 of them. He's going for his seventh Super Bowl. So I can't wait for it. Chiefs, Bucks, in two weeks, Super Bowl 55. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a heck of a game. And uh, regardless of the fact that my my fan heart is broken, I will still be paying attention to the coverage and I'll still be taking part in it here. And I'm still looking forward to that game. So great NFL day yesterday. Very good, solid championship games. What star power? Um, the Bills got something to build on. The Packers, what do you do? You gotta, you gotta, you gotta dig deep and, and try and figure out ways to get better, right? And then you got the Bucks and, and Chiefs. So I, I'm I'm thrilled for that Super Bowl matchup. It's gonna be a great game. All right, folks, I will be right back. We're gonna get into some brief things I got written down here, and then we'll get to Rob on wrestling. Don't want to take up too much of your time today on Monday, but happy Monday! And remember, don't ever ask anybody if they have the case of the Mondays. That just pisses people off. We'll be right back. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. Go to powerslam.tv, promo code chairshot. Get your free month. Again, that's powerslam.tv, promo code chairshot. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Saturday night, UFC 257 Fight Island. The man, the myth, the legend, the notorious Conor McGregor returning to action. Only his second UFC fight in, what, four years? Beat the, beat the bejesus out of Donald Cerrone at the beginning of 2020. And shockingly loses to Dustin the Diamond Poirier. 
And congratulations to Dustin. Six years in the making, getting some retribution from Conor McGregor. What's next for Conor McGregor? What's next for that division? I mean, is Habib going to come back? I mean, Habib versus Poirier would be an excellent fight. If not, it needs to be Poirier against somebody. I don't know if that's somebody's Michael Chandler. I don't know if it's if it's if it's Olive or who it is going to be up in that up there. Um, what's next for Conor McGregor is a question. Ariel Hawani, I, I heard answer is maybe he goes back and has the trilogy fight with Diaz. They have that third fight at 155, and whoever wins is a, has a springboard right back into the top part of that division. So it seems unlikely that we're going to see a McGregor-Pacquiao boxing match now either. But we'll see. McGregor, even after the fight, still look like he's full of piss and vinegar, ready to go. I think as he gets sharper, he he will start winning more of these fights. I think it's a matter of him not having been able to fight and bend in the ring. He needs to sharpen up them skills a little bit. And Dustin is a better fighter than he was six years ago. And kudos to him. He is, if Habib's not coming back, to me, he's the best in the division. So We'll see how that shakes out. But kudos to another great UFC event, 257. Michael Chandler with a big win over Dan Hooker, putting himself right up into the top of that crowded, uh, talented, uh, entertaining, lightweight UFC division. Royal Rumble, folks. It's Royal Rumble week, and I'm oh so happy. I got a, a big announcement about the Rumble. I got a big announcement for us at the Chair Shot for you guys as listeners, too, coming up here. But I just want to throw a few names out here. What are we expecting as people to come back at the Rumble? I know Jinder Mahal, this is for Greg. This is for the Kingpin, Greg Berg. Jinder Mahal, I know he wrestled in that um, WWE special spectacular in India. I would imagine he would be an entrant in the Rumble. I don't see him winning it. Um, John Cena. I, I believe John Cena is going to be wrestling at WrestleMania. Do you think he comes back at the Rumble? What Seth Rollins doing? Is he, is, is he going to be able to get away for a little bit from the baby? And Becky, does he want to? And then could Brock Lesnar come back? Could we have Roman and Brock, the battle for Paul Heyman's attention <laughs> at WrestleMania? That could be a very interesting storyline. Very, very interesting storyline. All right, folks, stay with me. I'll be right back. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thecheshire.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thecheshire.com. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. All right, folks. I have been talking about a chair shot giveaway. We're going to give away maybe a T-shirt to start, maybe some wrestling paraphernalia, um, some different memorabilia, whatever you want to call it. Um, and uh, it'll be a good way for us to connect with you, and hopefully you guys can better connect with us. And we appreciate you listening, so we want to reward you. That's all going to start a week from today, the day after the Royal Rumble. And throughout this week, I'll be updating you on what to listen for, who to listen to. But for now, make sure you follow me at PC Tunney. Make sure you follow Greg at Chairshot Greg. And make sure you follow the Chairshot at Chairshot Media. And just check out the website. You know, there's something there for everybody. Sports, entertainment, and sports entertainment. Always use your head, thechairshot.com. So that's, that's what's going on. We're going to do the giveaway. You're going to have to listen to a few shows, interact with us on social media. I think the first one we're going to do is going to be for a Chairshot t-shirt of your choice. How's that sound? And that'll start Monday morning, a week from now, Chair Shot Radio with me, PC Tunney. Now, as far as what I have going on this week for you guys, I said I had a few guests, special guests for the Royal Rumble this week. Uh, Greg and I will be talking to Sin Bodhi this week, former WWE superstar, uh, still killing it on the independent scene, putting on great matches, doing great shows. Follow him wherever you can find him on social media. Just Google Sin Bodhi, S I N N. B-O-D-H-I, Sin Bodhi, and can't wait to talk to the warlord of Weird. It's been a long time. Great friend of show, great guy, very nice guy. Always happy to give an opinion on what's going on and let us know what's going on with him. So we'll catch up with him and see how he's been dealing with all this. And I know he's got some shows coming up as they start things back up again and, and see what he's been up to. Just a, a very interesting guy and a, and a good friend of the show. So can't wait to talk to Sin Bodhi this week. We're probably going to spread that out over two different shows for you. Uh, we might give you the first part on Wednesday with Greg, and then we'll give you the last part of it with me on Friday right here on Chairshot Radio, so check that out. In addition, a little different thing going to happen this Sunday. Dave and Patrick will have the week off from Chairshot Radio, and I will be bringing you the Chairshot Radio Royal Rumble preview. You can listen to that Sunday morning. It'll be myself, Kenny Killa, if you're familiar with the DWI podcast, if you're familiar with the old Sunday Segway. Kenny does the dadcast now. And that's going to be great to have him back. I can't wait to talk to him, 
get his thoughts. We usually do the TriCast. You know, we get together with him, and he's just got a great wrestling mind. So I, I, I'm always excited to talk to Kenny Killa and none other than we're. Here's a great follow on Twitter. All right, and and uh, watches Jess at W A T C H E S J E S S. Just Jesse. Jess is such a sweet girl. She's got great opinions. Um, I can't wait to talk to her and interact with her. I've listened to a lot of the things she's got going on. I know she was doing something with Fightful, so she her career has really been on the up and up. She's been doing great things, and I can't wait to get her thoughts on the Royal Rumble. So that's right. I'm bringing in two super-powered guests from across the pond, Kinney and Jess, joining me Sunday morning, Chair Shot Radio. We got the double take on the Sin Bodhi. We're going to split that interview in two, and we're going to have that for you guys this week. So lots of cool things. Royal Rumble week. I'm excited. I'm very excited for it. Can't wait to watch the Royal Rumble. Stay tuned, folks. Rob's coming up with his thoughts on the Rumble, and he's going to talk a little bit about Andrew Yang. So stick around and listen to that. Thank you for listening to me today. I truly, truly do appreciate it, and I hope you guys continue to tune in to Chair Shot Radio. We got that giveaway coming up. Follow me at PC Tunney, like I said. Follow the brand at Chair Shot Media. Can't wait to talk to you again Friday. Make sure you tune in to Bandwagon Nerds today, right there on thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Hey, welcome everyone to week number four of Rob Owen Wrestling here on Chairshot Radio. I got a few things to kick around this week. It's Royal Rumble season, Royal Rumble Rumble time. Of course, there are people speculating on names, who might come back, all that kind of thing. Going to get to that. And going to talk about one Mr. Andrew Yang uh, for those of y'all who are who remember he was talking a whole lot about unionizing the wrestling business a few months ago and now he has seemingly moved on from that quest <laughs> so uh, I got a few words about him and then it'll just be random thoughts again for, for you know so for you know, second week in a row here, going to stay away from the show recaps and all that because I mean, right now we're just you know we're we're kind of playing out the string until the rumble itself. So that, you know, no need to do a show by show recap every week. And also, you know, I just don't find that to be particularly healthy. I mean, pro wrestling definitely is something where you should not be sitting down and doing detailed, in depth, you know analysis of every segment of every show which is what some people do and the big reason why a lot of them are miserable right now so i'm not gonna do that every week so this week instead i just got some you know topics that i'd like to talk about and we're gonna do that now before i go any further i got like to interest you all in the uh, chair shot page on pro wrestling tees we have a lot of cool wrestling t-shirts there uh, save tag team wrestling Baron Corbin sucks Jesus did the job and many more so go check that out when you get a chance at Pro Wrestling Tees and please do check out our many podcasts here on Chair Shot Radio I had uh, Ray Cash on with me last week You know, Ray is on Outsider's Edge Bandwagon Nerds and he's also on one of the daily shows we have now. And yeah, because I've been on Outsider's Edge a few times. Yeah, hopefully be back there again sometime soon. And also, you know, our boss Greg DeMarco, Greg DeMarco show. Check that out. And many more. And since I didn't plug any of my own stuff last week, I'm going to plug some now. Okay, I have my own you know personal podcast, the Rob the Genius Podcast. You can find that on Spotify and Anchor and wherever you listen to your podcast. 
And I also have my own website that I've been running for some time now. It is robsagenius.com. And I write about pro wrestling. I write about movies, other stuff there. So if you want to see what I have to say about, you know, multiple different topics, you can go check that out. And I do write for the chairshot.com, our website here for, you know, part of the chairshot media. And you can go check me out there. My most uh, recent piece was about the queen, Charlotte Flair, and her, you know, record and, and all that kind of stuff. So go check that out there also. And now that we have all the plugs out of the way, I'm going to take a break and I'm going to come back and talk about the Royal Rumble and, you know, surprise, you know, who may come back and all that kind of stuff. So we will be right back after this. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. All right, and we're back. So as I said, it is Royal Rumble time. We are about what, a week and a half or so away from the Royal Rumble happening. Hopefully by then, Drew McIntyre will have recovered from uh, testing positive COVID-19. Hopefully everyone will be straight and good to go. Hopefully the people down there at NXT will have not been stupid for a few weeks and we'll we'll be, be able to see a few of them in the match. But what I wanted to get to in particular is... You know, speculation about people returning, right? Because, you know, the Royal Rumble match is, you know, a time for where, you know, people who have been out will come back. And, you know, some legends, people who haven't wrestled in a while, will come back and show up also. Last year, in the Men's Royal Rumble, MVP came back. And he parlayed that into a full-time job <laughs> with WWE. And then, all, and then, of course, there was the big comeback, which was Edge, which just had a, a big stadium full of people in tears. Now, on the women's side, I think Molly Holly was there again, Beth Phoenix. Um... Kelly Kelly, I believe. Yes. They were all there. And uh, Naomi came back from having been out for a while. Looks like they're going to do that again with her. Um, Hopefully, they follow up better on it this year than they did last year. Actually, honestly, I'd rather her come back before that so that we don't don't have that kind of thing again because it was so great when she came back and she did a spectacular job in the match and then you know for about a month or so well I guess up to Wrestlemania they you know they did stuff with her she had a title match at the Super Showdown and all that and then, but then after Wrestlemania they just kind of dropped her so we're hoping that doesn't happen this year you know what me and a lot of other people really want for her is to just get some regular consistent time on television and to get to work with some of the, the you know the upper tier women wrestlers right because too many times they've stuck her with you know I'm not gonna name names and crap on people here but too many times they've stuck her with people who are not as good in the ring and she has to make chicken salad out of chicken you know what And then, you know, then they have her lose to those people too, right? I mean, so, I mean, it's it's time. She's on Raw now, so what I'm hoping for in 2021 is, look, let her, you know, let her work with Oscar. Let her work with Charlotte. Let her work with Shayna Baszler. All right, please, give her matches with them, okay? Let her work with Reckoning from, you know, Retribution, right? Let her work with them, please. Okay. 
because we, we've seen her work with the other women that are on Raw. Okay, we, we've, we've seen that. Okay, it, it's high time to let her work with some of the upper echelon of women wrestlers on the brand that she's on and, and consistently, not just one match in six months or something, okay? But anyhow, um, you know, some names get floated around. You know, and um, I saw The Rock, John Cena, and CM Punk. Now, to go through all three of those, all right, well, obviously, the you know, the clock is ticking on when, you know, they're kind of the, uh, you know, one final comeback for The Rock happens, you know, because his movie schedule is busy as all get out, and he's pushing 50, so... I mean, he's probably got one more run in him, you know, with maybe a Rumble appearance and then, of course, a big WrestleMania match. You know, they got maybe a few years to to get that in. I just don't think that's going to be this year because you want to save that for when you can have a, a, a building full of fans and can completely capitalize and cash out, you know, at the, at the highest level off of that. Okay, I mean, because, look, you're going to get, you know, marked up tickets and everything (laughs) when that happens, and it's going to sell out and everything. So you want to, yeah, you want to cash out as much as humanly possible off of that one last run. You're not going to do it now where you have no fans in the Royal Rumble building and then limited capacity for WrestleMania. No, you're not going to do that, okay? No. Um, John Cena? Possibility. I mean, like, you know, he hasn't, although, I mean, he's definitely, you know, part-time at best now. He's not quite at, you know, one final run territory yet. So, yeah, he could, I could see him coming back for this year and, you know, working up till Mania. Yes, I could see that. I Out of, out of all the names that are mentioned, you know, like the big legendary names that could possibly come back, I'd say he's the most likely. And then there's one Mr. CM Punk. And <sighs> look, I am not a big CM Punk fan. You know, I mean I thought he was like he he was really good when he was there and all. And I you know respect his ability and all of that stuff, but I'm not a big fan of his you know off camera. And at this point, I don't particularly need to see him show up. But, you know, getting me on my own personal, you know, foibles or whatever, the man has clearly insinuated on more than one occasion that he'll come back when they pay him enough. I mean, yeah, I mean, he likes to dress it up in different language. And, of course, he has to get in his little digs at, you know, creative and all of that stuff. But if you read between the lines, if they pay him enough, he'll come back. All right. So you, if you are, if you have been holding out hope for him to come back one day, then you need to take your concerns to one Vincent Kennedy McMahon and tell him to cut the check. Okay. You know, wishful thinking about it on the internet is not going to make it happen. And I also need to say that a lot of the same people, you know, who are pining for the CM Punk return are also the ones who, you know, get mad about, you know, people like Goldberg coming back. You know, and, um, and before you say, well, it's not the same, well, you know what? At this point, it is the same. Okay, Punk has not wrestled since 2014. Okay, that is seven years. He's not been in a ring in seven years. He is in his 40s. All right. And he's 42 years old, which isn't, no, it's not that old. It's around the same age as Randy Orton and AJ Styles. But he's been gone for seven years. 
And not only that, but just in terms of athleticism and things like that, he's way behind. Okay, and to be honest, you know, he got out at the right time. Because when he got out, you know, the roster was still, it was starting to fill back up, but it was still pretty thin. Right, and I mean, it's the same thing with like guys like Dolph Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler looked like the best guy in the company in like 2012, or right? And the roster was painfully thin in 2012 compared to today. Right now, I mean, with Dolph, it's the point now where people, people kind of undersell his ability now because there are so many other good people there. But with Punk, I mean, he was never a great athlete to start with. And like I said, guys working now are so much more, so much better athletes now. And he's got seven years of rust going on. Now, look, he was really good at it when he left. So I'm sure he could figure out a way to make it work in the ring. And, you know, you put him in there with people, with the best people, and the results will be good. I'm sure they will be. All right, I don't expect him to look like, you know, you know, like, like Rowdy, Piper, Rowdy Piper did back in, like, 2008 or 2009 or whatever it was, like when he came in the Royal Rumble. I don't, I'm not expecting that. All right. But I would, you know, y'all need to stop. Stop, you know, stop sitting outside that man's door with a, with a, you know, with a radio playing, like, and, you know, say anything, right? hoping that he will come out and come back to the WWE, all right? I, I just, you know, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And y'all need to stop, okay? Because, again, y'all, some of y'all are the same folks that keep, complaining about them leaning too hard on older people and right now CM Punk is one of the older people all right and he's he's an old 42 right he's not 42 like AJ or Randy Orton okay so y'all need to just let that go because I just don't and look what's going to happen is if they ever meet his price then he'll show up so that could be in two weeks it may be never. It may be in, you know, September of 2022 or something, right? I mean, I just don't don't hold your breath waiting for it, okay? He's on his own schedule, which, and you know what, and God bless him because what you should want for all of these folks is for them to do well enough financially that they can call their own shot when they hit their 40s, all right? You don't want these folks to have to be out there 45, 50 years old, you know, working for anybody, anywhere for a couple hundred dollars because they need the money so bad. You don't want that, okay? You want them to be able to go home when they're hit their 40s and come back if they feel like it. So to that end, kudos. And for everyone else, stop begging that man, all right? If he does, he does. Okay, fine. If he doesn't, move on. Seriously, move on. Which is what we're going to do right now. All right, we're going to take another break. And I'm going to come back and talk about Andrew Yang. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thecheshire.com. Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thecheshire.com. All right, we're back. So now, if y'all remember from a few months ago, Andrew Yang was talking about unionizing WWE wrestlers, you know, and for those of y'all who don't know, Andrew Yang was a candidate in the Democratic primary for president in 2020. Uh, he did not last very long. <laughs> and that's not a diss. It's just, well, I mean, a lot of people didn't last very long because 
once the actual voting starts, those things tend to end quickly. But, you know, after that was over, after he was done, you know, later on in the year, he was, he popped up talking about, you know, wrestlers unionizing. And he kind of put it out there that like, hey, if Joe Biden wins and I end up Secretary of Labor, maybe we can do something about this. And a lot of people on Twitter got fired up and like, oh, you know, thinking that this was going to be the big shot at Vince McMahon and everything. And then, well, well, actually, okay, let me, before I get to the well, <laughs> I mean, a couple of people, particularly um, Paige and Zelina Vega, you know, or yeah, as she's going back by her real name now, Thea Trinidad, you know, started to really speak up and make some noise about that. And then Thea, in fact, ultimately would ask for and get her release over the, um, you know, the third party stuff with WWE, right? And look, I was on the outsider's edge around when that happened, and you know, me, Ray, everyone gave her all the credit in the world for sticking to her guns and putting her money where her mouth was, and you know, basically being willing to walk over that. And she's just then you should still give her credit for it, okay? It takes a lot of nerve and a lot of courage to do that. To actually be willing to get up and walk over a labor issue when you could have just, you know, adjusted and kept your job. Now, now to the well. Because um, now, you know, Andrew Yang is not going to be the labor secretary. Okay, now I, I could have told you that back when he was talking about it. Because, look, if you follow politics stuff at all you would have seen that he had virtually no connections, no kind of ends or whatever with any of Joe Biden's people, right? His name was not floated in any circles for any of that stuff. Because normally, normally, you know, you, you hit, if, you, if you read things like Politico or whatever, names get floated around. Right, you start hearing that, you know, well, this person's being considered for that. This is the name you hear for that, and some of it, look, some of it's BS, right? Because you know, Rahm Emanuel got floated for a bunch. His name got floated in the gossip rags for a bunch of stuff, and it turns out none of it was true. But with Yang, there wasn't even that, right? The, the only, the only speculation about him getting a cabinet position was from him. Okay, he he was clearly putting his own name out there. And not even in, but but not even in like political media though. He was out here on Twitter and going on talk as Jericho, you know, about this stuff, which is real suspect and should have raised red flags. But of course, it didn't. So now Andrew Yang is running for mayor of New York, which means, for all intents and purposes. The, the, the crusade for wrestling unionization from him is over. Because if the miracle happens and he wins, becomes mayor of New York, he is not going to be, you know, taking <laughs> meetings with pro wrestlers to try and organize them. Because that was a handful. And, like, he's probably not going to win. But... Even, you know, whatever, right? He, he's not going to win that election. And, you know, he's not, he'll find something else to, to move to. So I cause to get behind. And the thing is, so basically, he, he got a bunch of people, you know, fired up for nothing. And, you know, I hope that Thea did not, you know, embark on her mission there based off of what he was saying because that would not be good because clearly he's already abandoned the cause 
you know, and look, look, unionization for wrestlers is not in anywhere near as easy as they some people on Twitter would want you to believe. Okay, pro wrestling is a mercenary business. And the people who are doing really well flat out don't need a union. So they would probably be reluctant to join. And also, I mean, you know, I mean, the big, the big, the big weapon you have, in, you know, in your arsenal as a union is going on strike. And I sincerely doubt that you will find people who are willing to go that many people who are willing to go on strike over Twitch accounts. And that's what it comes down to. I mean. Thea was not going to get, you know, Randy Orton to go on strike over Twitch accounts or, you know, Sasha and Bailey or Charlotte. They're not going, you know, they're not going on strike so that Thea could, could, could keep doing her Twitch streaming. All right. I mean, Roman Reigns is not going on strike so that, you know, that, that a few people maybe a dozen people in the whole company can keep their Twitch thing going. Like, it is not going to happen. All right? Just isn't. And that, I mean, so if you're going to get wrestlers to unionize, it's going to have to be over something bigger than that, number one. So for, you know, Andrew Yang to be out here, you know, rallying around that as some type of issue, as if that is going to bring everyone together to take on the bosses... And I do say bosses because for a wrestling union to be effective, it's going to have to be more than just WWE people. It, it just is. And also, I mean, WWE wrestlers have a unique set of labor issues. So you can unionize there all you want. It would not help people on the Indies. It would not help people in AEW. It would not help people in Ring of Honor, etc. But my big point here again is that anyone who got fired up behind Andrew Yang was making a mistake. And whether it's, you know, some of y'all listening, other people, you know, fans on Twitter or wrestlers themselves. And yeah, I mean, look, I said on in a couple places that, you know, Thea went out like Jerry Maguire, which is to say, you know, and um, if you've seen the movie, he, you know, he's walking out of the big agent firm and he's like, who's coming with me? And, you know, this was after he got a bunch of people fired up behind his little mission statement. He's walking out and he said, who's coming with me? And then everybody in the office is like, mm, not really, not really. And, and, you know, the one that sticks out me with the most is the one lady who's like, well, Jerry, I'm sorry. I'm like a few weeks away from the pay raise. <laughs> and that's honestly, I mean, that, that is a perfect encapsulation of what I'm sure the WWE locker room was like when they, when Thea decided to get her release. You know, um, if she asked around like, okay, well, let's do this. I'm guessing that she was met with a whole lot of, you know, Thea, I just resigned. You know, Thea, my deal's up in about three or four months, and I'm looking at a decent pay bump here, so I think I'm going to just toe the line here and then resign. Or, like I said before, you know, she was probably met with, man, I'm not going on strike for no Twitch. Okay? I mean, and that's, you know... To them, it's going, to, it's going to take a lot more than that. And look, I hope that Thea, now that she, I mean, she stepped out there and she took the plunge. So here's hoping that, you know, she's actually doing some work on it and maybe talking to some people and getting some effort going here for the long haul. Because it's a long process. And it's going to take years. So, I mean, but, but as far as, Fans, you guys, 
it really looked like, for the most part, that outside of a handful of people, that fans on wrestling Twitter wanted it more than the actual wrestlers did. And which you need to keep in mind, because at the end of the day, it's their job, it's their career, it's not yours. So, if they don't want it, if they are willing to, you know, work their career without that, then there's no, no there's no need for us to just to be out here on social media pushing them for it. It's their career, it's their life. They have to want it for themselves. If they don't, then you and I should respect that because it's not, you know, because it's not going to get them any closer to it, you know, just us yelling about it on social media or on podcasts or whatever. And obviously the, the bosses at the wrestling companies are not going to just hand that to them either. I mean, it's a long process. It's going to take years. And you're going to need some Kurt Floods, you know, in every company who are willing to basically torpedo their career in the name of, you know, labor organizing. If it happens, then God bless them and we should applaud them and salute them and support them. If they don't, then we got to respect that. That's all there is to it, really. You know, can't, you, you can't get something for somebody that they don't want for themselves. You know, period in the story. And with that, uh, okay, we're going to take another little break here and then got a couple of final thoughts and we'll wrap it up for this week. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. All right, we're back. And one final thought for this week. So, like I said, Royal Rumble is coming up. And so people are, you know, everybody's kind of speculating on who they think will win, who they think should win. And what happens, what I see, see too many times with that is, you see, you see people saying, well, this person needs to win, or, you know, it would be nice if this person won, or, you know, if that person won over there, that would be a great way to elevate them. And so I got to rain on that parade here, all right? Because the rumble match itself is not used to elevate people. All right. If you're going to pick a winner, you either pick from one of the top names or you pick somebody who already looks like they're being sent on a trajectory towards a big match at WrestleMania. All right. Because otherwise you're going to be disappointed. Remember, this is for a either world or universal or women's title match at WrestleMania. All right, it is not going to somebody who has been working, you know, on the mid card or who has not been in any big spots yet. It's not going to go to one of them. So when I see people saying that, man, it'd be nice if Cesaro won, no, it's just not happening. Okay. I mean, if you're going to look at favorites for the men's rumble right now, I'm going to say Daniel Bryant because they've talked it up a lot. Um, Big E, I think, is a possibility. Because, again, they, he, he's been getting a solid, sustained push towards bigger things. Um, I think Keith Lee is a possibility because he's already had a world title match and he's been working with all the top people on... Raw. Uh, Sheamus might be in that mix also because he's also been working at that level. AJ Styles has been working at that level. So, I mean, and, and look, if John Cena comes back, then I think he wins. Yes. So, I mean, that's what it's going to be. All right. It's not going to be Cesaro. It's not going to be, you know, um, you know, riddle or somebody like that. It's not going to be that. 
All right. So, so please, y'all got to stop with that. On women's side, I think right now, you know, Bianca is Bianca Belair is has been, you know, been promoted in such a way that it's clear that they're promoting her as a big deal. So I think her name is in it. Charlotte is always, of course, a favorite to win. And <laughs> like I told y'all, this is not a Charlotte Flair hating show here. So if she does win, I know a whole lot of y'all gonna be mad, but I won't be. <laughs> but uh, I mean, I'm hoping Bianca wins. I think it's it's the right time and all of that. But other than them, I mean, maybe somebody if you know if Rhea Ripley is coming up, okay, she's a possible winner, yes. But you know, I saw people say Sonya Deville, and that's not happening. Okay, first of all, she's not even wrestling yet. You know, she's back as like a helper to Adam Pearce, right? And so that's got some things to play out in it and all of that. But but it's not going to be her. All right, so don't get your hopes up. All right, and you know, I, you know, I talked about Naomi before. I love Naomi. Um, it'd be really cool if she did. I I don't see it though. But it it you know it's not going to be Sonya Deville. It's not going to be Liv Morgan. All right, I mean, come on, people. All right, maybe a year from now, one of them. But it's not going to be this year. All right, y'all got to be realistic. And stop setting yourself up for disappointment by trying to promote people who are clearly in supporting roles today. All right. Again, a year from now, they may be in a bigger role. And then you can, you know, put some hope in them winning something like the Royal Rumble. Right now, they're not. They're not going to just completely try to jump somebody's career like that because they never do. All right. You know, if you're looking for that, then, you know, then that's when they do like, you know, money. And that's that's what money in the bank is for or for, you know, king or queen of the ring. If they ever do that again, that's what those are for. All right. Royal Rumble is to either move somebody in place who's already at the top into that match or is to certify somebody who is being moved toward that toward that end and that's it that's what it's for so when you when you do your speculation when you do your predictions keep that in mind so for men you know keith daniel bryant big e aj that'd probably be my that those would be my guesses john cena if he comes back and on the women's side, Bianca, Charlotte, Rhea, Bailey, maybe. All right, keep it there. Keep it there, and you're more likely to be satisfied and not disappointed with the result. It's all about expectations, folks. Anyway, um, with that, that is it for this week. So, as always... Take care of yourself, take care of each other, and talk to you guys next week. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.